When I was eight, after eating dinner in front of the television with the rest of my family, I walked my dirty dishes to the kitchen. As I put them in the sink, I heard the pantry door near the west end of the room slowly creak open. The kind of sound you'd think only a door attached to a house from the 1800s could make. It scared the living sh** out of me. And while I'm sure it was a draft or someone opening another door, causing the pantry to react, it literally is the event that created the idea of the paranormal or supernatural in my head particularly poltergeists, because I was so sure of myself that I had just witnessed one. A poltergeist is a supernatural entity that primarily causes physical disturbances and causes a ruckus without an identifiable pattern. It just happens. They are believed to be troubled spirits that focus their efforts on a particular living person instead of a location, and can literally be translated from German to English as noisy ghost. Most documented poltergeist events are either uneventful or by the end of the activity, after the initial shock and terror, at most a mild disturbance. Some documented cases, however, have been recorded as violent, and this is one of those events. On February 20th, 1938, a post by the name of the Sunday Pictorial published a report of a haunting currently taking place in Thornton Heath, located in the borough of Croydon a town located in South London, England. Currently, Croydon is one of the largest commercial districts in Greater London, but at the time only had a few hundred inhabitants. The Post described a woman in her mid-thirties that was experiencing strange occurrences in her home. She had reached out to the pictorial with a letter reading, Come to my house, there are things going on here that I cannot explain. Just the very next day, Nander Fodor, a journalist and four-year chief ghost hunter at the International Institute for Psychical Research had opened a letter detailing the events published in the pictorial, sent from his acquaintance and reverend Francis Nicol. Fodor immediately obtained a copy of the pictorial to read the article in full, which was run next to an enlarged cutout of Adolf Hitler. From the pictorial, Nandor was able to obtain the name of the woman. Alma Fielding, a 34-year-old Thornton Heath housewife. Alma lived with her husband, Les, their son, Don, and their lodger, George Saunders. The pictorial had sent two reporters to the Fielding home to look into the claims of supernatural activity. When the door was opened to the two, the first thing they were exposed to was an egg sailing from the darkness of the hallway, only to land at their feet. When Alma brought them into the kitchen, a dish was knocked down to the floor. A tin opening device, otherwise known as a can opener, flew through the air at head height, and a teacup and saucer Alma was holding slowly lifted out of her hands and was struck in mid-air by an invisible force. A second saucer Alma was holding exploded in her hand, cutting her thumb. While Alma dressed her wound, a wine glass somehow made its way out of the kitchen cabinet and was smashed to pieces on the floor. Throughout the evening, other incidents occurred. More eggs flew through the air and a lump of burning coal levitated from the fireplace and nearly struck one of the reporters in the head. As far as the two reporters could tell, nobody residing in the fielding home was responsible for the event they had just witnessed that evening. 
Just a few weeks prior to these events, Alma and her husband Leslie were both bedridden for many days. Alma suffered from a pelvic pain, and Leslie was recovering from tooth extractions. Towards midnight, on Friday, days before the pictorial received correspondence, Alma and Leslie were awoken by a loud shatter. A dish was broken in the middle of the room, and another was seen inexplicably lifting and shattering in the same manner. Lights seemed to turn off and on. Light bulbs disappeared from lamps, only to be found on the other end of the room, hot to the touch. Even George the Lodger experienced coins being thrown at him by an invisible force. The next morning, Alma reached out to the pictorial. Fodor reached out to the pictorial, asking if he could assist with a case. Poltergeist at the time were widely popularized in what little media was published, and often did not last a great deal of time. Therefore, he had to act quickly if he wanted to record proof of the supernatural that he needed to further his research. Upon meeting Alma and experiencing the supernatural activity for himself, Fodor noticed she seemed detached from herself any time an event took place. He arranged a day trip to Bognor Regis, a town in West Sussex on the south coast of England with four of his colleagues from the Institute. They wanted Alma to demonstrate whether she could manipulate the supposed spirit to act on her behalf. And due to her physical and mental state when the poltergeist activity ensued, reportedly, Alma reluctantly agreed to demonstrate whether she could conjure her poltergeist to physically shoplift a ring from one of the local shops. As she approached a jewelry counter, Alma selected the most expensive ring and asked to hold it. The shop owner agreed to let Alma examine it, who handed it back seconds later, stating she was not going to purchase it. Moments later, the party exited the shop and Alma noticed a rattling sound from a box in her possession. The ring was inside the box, shocking Vodar and his colleagues. In his words, his flesh creeped as him and his associates were sure they saw the ring handed back to the shopkeep and put back in the jewelry counter before exiting the shop. Fodor also noticed the show owner's behavior when she received the ring back from Alma. He stated that the owner was suspicious of the transaction and even began following them around the store before they left to the point where they became uncomfortable. Fodor began to shift his focus on Alma's childhood and upbringing. It was his belief that supernatural events embodied the reflection of traumatic experiences, so much to the point that Alma and her family were often the victims of violent attacks from this poltergeist. He decided to step up his surveillance and documentation of Alma to the point of exaggerating and embellishing the already profound paranormal events that were witnessed by many different people. He was eventually expelled from the International Institute in 1938 but maintained his belief that Alma did have a spirit attached to her in the form of a poltergeist. He even went on to publish a book about the events in 1958. By this time, psychical research wasn't really taken seriously anymore and was actually widely categorized as fiction. As for Alma, she too maintained her position on the poltergeist. She had confirmed many more occurrences as she got older, which some believe are tied to world events at the time. Throughout the years that Alma experienced the poltergeist activity, the country was under fire and prepping for a potential war. Gas masks were being mass-produced, schools were being closed down and evacuated in fear of Hitler's actions. Threats were being hurled from the Italian dictator Benito Mussolini. 
Even an oxygen manufacturing plant went up in flames coincidentally in Jara, a town in northeast England. Residents fled their homes in terror because they thought their town was being bombed as a result of the next world war. Because of the trauma, flashbacks, and experiences, people believe the spirits in England were livelier than ever, as the belief is your environment is directly affected by your mindset. In fact, over a thousand people wrote to the Sunday pictorial, just like Alma did, mentioning encounters with spirits, wraiths, revenants. Other papers were publishing posts on a specific home being haunted and vandalized by a spirit in Stornoway. And on another post, a white-draped figure seen gliding through an aircraft facility in Kingston. While these events took place in the early 1900s, this is by no means the first documented case of a poltergeist haunting. In the 1600s, the Glen Luce Devil case was documented as a potential poltergeist activity and hundreds of other cases since. What do you think? Are poltergeists real? Lost spirits just wandering? and attaching themselves to the living in an attempt to find their rest? Or are they a misinterpretation caused by fear? Either way, the events that occurred in the fielding home were terrifying nonetheless. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Have you experienced something similar? Please like, comment, and subscribe for more deep dives into the paranormal. Thanks for watching. Uh...